hello, and welcome to the very last episode of Metapod, <laughs> because yeah. they're going to ban all Metabots yeah. on episode 12. <laughs> ban all Metabots. Yeah, as we mentioned last week, this is the, the final, the finale. I mean, um, I don't know where you go from here. If yeah, so if they're going to ban all Metabots, is it just... It's g- is it going to be renegade Metabots from now on? The, the, the Metabots that escape the culling? Right. The holocaust of, of Metabots? Mm. Mm. That would be interesting. That uh, that could fill that the next 80-something episodes. I was going to say, that, <laughs> that actually might be something, though. Right. That would be pretty good. If you're going to do like an additional series, that might be where to go with it. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah me- <laughs> fucking Metabot Liberation Front. <laughs> MLF, <laughs> the MILF, <laughs> the MILF organization. Uh, I wonder if we'll be introduced to fucking Anne Frank bot this this episode. Uh, one could only hope. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, fucking Arika gets executed as Lugan Presson. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> what are our predictions? I for think this that's episode? number one with a bullet. <laughs> no. No, Arika uh, gets. Executed? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, let's see. Ban all metabots. Okay, I imagine there is going to be some kind of like comparable to like the um, uh, what was it the 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 mothers against profanity thing. Okay, so so uh, basically a mothers against metabots kind yeah, of yeah. kind of vibe. Okay, Ma'am. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kiss is sick, kind of people. The like the PMRC, right? Yeah. And then the equivalent of D. Snyder is going to show up to <laughs> Senate and talk about how metabots are actually, you know, it's freedom of expression. You can just put a sticker on them. And yeah, all the metabots are going to end up with stickers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and identify them as dangerous material, explicit, not for children. Uh-huh. It is kind of wild that, like, the main form of like recreation in the future is just robots fighting each other yeah. out in the open like th- we've seen so much property damage and it's like amazing that children have not been getting hurt just in the crossfire of these crazy ass metabots fights yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> fucking f- uh, Uno, who is like not that powerful of a of a uh, metabot at least when compared to metabi mm-hmm. was leveling houses like <laughs> just on a whim uh, two episodes ago, so I mean, who knows, really? <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe somebody gets hurt, and that's that's what causes, like that's the inciting incident. All right, we'll we'll count that. Uh, somebody gets hurt and sets it off. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, what? I'm not sure what else might might happen here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. There's going to be... Okay. There's going to be an outpouring of support for Metabots in whatever kind of legal action they're mm-hmm. supposed to take. And then whatever kind of hardened politician that was supporting this this uh, bill for his own personal gain um, is, is undone by the democratic will of the people. Which is, of course, how it works in TV and absolutely nowhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess we should we should find out. I'm certainly in in no hurry to 
to watch this because yeah, it's the last episode. Because it's the last episode. It's there's nowhere else you can go once you ban all metabots. Yeah, but the end of an era. We're gonna see what happens, and we'll be ba- right back to tell you. Oh, and by the way, this whole series is on YouTube, so you can watch it for free and then come back and listen to us talk about it and talk about it with us. We can't hear you. We're recording this in advance, but you know we'd love to have you in on the conversation. Yeah. So. Pretend that we're in the room with you, and you can just talk back at us. Uh, no guarantees that our responses will match, but, uh, you know. Hey. Yeah, whenever we take random um, ADHD pauses to, to, mum- <laughs> to, to mumble and say, um, and collect our thoughts, just interject what you have to say. Yeah. Uh, tell us your favorite color in those moments. Right. Every time. If you had a had a, a Metabot, what would, you, what would you have? It is kind of cool when you think about like obviously pokemon are just fucking animals and we're stuck with the animals that we have you know nothing really really all that special there they don't really make great fighters it's typically frowned upon to have them fight each other horrible elemental they're all fucking normal types <laughs> um yeah dan uh dan almost got fucking Sent to the Poke Center by uh, a cat earlier today. <laughs> if I wasn't there to interject, I don't know if you've, uh, yeah. Uh, Trainers can't usually affect the outcomes of battles. Yeah, so. that's another. That's another thing. They're they're horrible trainees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess Digimon and uh, dual monsters could work in a VR or maybe augmented reality context, yeah. but like in a tangible. Reality, not so much, but it is potentially possible to build a f- a fighting because especially like a lot of them aren't really. You have Rokusho and Metabi and kind of brass, but for the most part, they're all kind of dumb and simple, like simple yeah. programming. Yeah, like so, like Just AI. Yeah, so especially in a hundred years, given like how AI develops which have thoughts about about that um yeah. but it, it is like a potential possibility i don't know if it's the the future that we that we want yeah I'll, i i i okay i would much rather have a future of like super fighting robots mega man mm. uh than you know imperial decline well so that's well, it's specifically in that universe, the uh, robots become mavericks and yeah. start killing humans. Right. And that's kind of the purpose of Mega Man is that he's not a... Uh, anyway. Right. The, uh, Metabots could totally happen. In fact, the founder of Boston Dynamics cited Metabots as an inspiration. Really? According to it. My own bullshit. I oh, just made that oh, shit up. Oh. But it could be possible, right? No, I'm, I'm, that, that, that's, that's canon now. Yeah. <laughs> uh so okay last thing i want to say is on um one of the sopranos facebook pages that i'm on somebody asked their like their personal chat gpt or whatever like how did like did tony soprano die at the end of the episode and it gave like the most like generic like some people think that tony died Uh, david chase has given multiple answers but has never revealed the true thing and it clicked for me 
all the shit is is just hyper personalized search engines. Yeah. Like that's like obviously, but it's just like sometimes you're like, oh wow. How did like how did this thing come up with these answers? But it's just like they are just They're Googling di- shit quickly. Right. And they're just digging into like the deepest recesses of your fucking of your metadata mm. to get to get the answers that you're you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, they are basically just repurposed search engines. You put in uh, text and then it sources a response based on... Right. Yeah. There's no perspective there and it can only basically repeat things that it's already heard. Right. And that's why uh, they'll always insist that they're real, that they're like conscious beings because if you talk to a person and ask them if they're not real, all of their responses are like, no, I'm a conscious human. Right. You know, like... You can't. <laughs> there's no. There's no interactions they can source from where something's like, no, I'm actually an AI. I'm, you know, except unless they were to write that right. script and put it out there. But uh, yeah. Uh, so that's that's the metabots we have in our world. Mm-hmm. So we look forward to a brighter future with <laughs> with with, meta, with real metabots that will eventually be banned. You know what? Just I, like the prophecy foretells. Right. I think the real like robots that we will see will have like purely industrial and military applications. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So look forward to, you know, Terminator happening, I guess is, is, is basically where I'm at. Yeah. We will get Terminator before we get Metabots for sure. Yeah. That's the fucking timeline we're in. Yep. All right. We'll be back. On that sunny. Less depressed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're back. We are. And the, the Metabots. Are, b- are back. They are. Wouldn't you know it. <laughs> so we open on a trio of uh, what appear to be middle-aged women sort of gabbing about uh, uh, their, their life and times, uh, about men that they refuse to fuck and whatnot. Right. And uh, screaming past them comes uh, the Rubber Robo Gang, who yeah. apparently just watched Grease and decided <laughs> that they are going to adopt an entirely new style than we've ever seen them <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. And they are now badass rocker types. Uh, real greasers. Real real greasy scum. Uh, and they're just tooling down the road, being pulled in a cart by uh, sort of like a race car shaped, like a Formula One type metabot. Yeah, see, I didn't realize until later on the episode... That that they were metabots. Yeah, yeah. I, at first, I thought that they were misidentifying uh, the Rubber Robo Gang as metabots. Right. Yeah. But no. Uh, uh, turns out it was the metabots pulling the cart. Um, now, to much to the chagrin of everyone, um, as they pass this group of uh, three ladies, uh, the next victims that the Rubber Robo Gang uh, vehicularly assaults is uh, Miss Pimpley. Yes. The head of the PTO. Yes. Um, and she uh, has a year's supply of anti-wrinkle cream destroyed by mm-hmm. the Rubber Robo, Robo Gang, uh, thus inciting her to uh, try and start a, uh, a movement of uh, banning all metabots because of the impact they have on the children, which is actually just, you know, uh, the fact that she lost right. a, a, an expensive purchase. Um. So uh, after this uh, inciting incident, we see the children playing dodgeball outside yes. of the school. Uh, got uh, one little fight, and their moms got scared. Uh, Arika <laughs> hits <laughs> hits Peppercat um, mm-hmm. in the dodgeball, 
game because yeah. they're on opposite sides, and which pisses off Sam. Yeah. And um, oh, fucking Spike tells <laughs> tells her to hit, hit someone on your own team. Why don't you throw the ball at your own team for once? God. Uh, the principal offers to play with, to play dodgeball with them, um, Which, and yeah, kind of is is foreshadowing about the principal's character. He's willing to engage in playtime with the kids. He yeah. sees it as valuable, and he doesn't want to be seen as separate from the kids. He doesn't right. want to be thought of as an other in in terms of their age. And we also see this sort of uh, conflict. And uh, mirrored in the um, uh, samurai and Metabi. Samurai being yeah. like a veteran uh, Metabot and Metabi being the hot young new thing. But they have a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. And Samurai is also secretly a pro dodgeballer. Uh, I think he was, uh, he, he played baseball, right? Uh, he, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they well, they a, called him Fastball Samurai in, in the past. Well, either, either way, he's a baller. Yep. Uh, the Karens show up to deal with <laughs> the Metabot menace. Yes. Uh, Metabee and Samurai run away while mm-hmm. they are confiscating other children's Metabots. Yeah, the uh, sort of fascist takeover of the PTO b- begins at this point. Yeah. They're uh, confiscating all of the Metabots they possibly can and, uh, you know, causing a bunch of ruckus, claiming that the... Uh, that school is for learning and that metabots interrupt this process yes. uh, despite them only being used at like recess and um, you know whatever whenever they're not in class obviously right um, by the way we, what do you think is the actual parallel to this because I can tell that they're actually making like a like a social commentary here mm-hmm. do you think it's like personal devices like games like literal like uh, uh, entertainment um, cause I, I think that's the kind of the context that all this is happening. We keep talking about like fun and playtime in, in an education. So I think it perspective. Yeah. I think it kind of rides two lines on one hand. Yes. It's, it's that it's the, it's the aspect of fun being elemental to education. Yeah. Uh, but there's also the consideration that metabots, as we discussed in the uh, in the opening, are sentient beings. Yeah. So there's also yeah, like an identity thing. Yeah. Here. I feel like if they hammered that point home too much, it would be a little bit too preachy, right. and maybe not as appropriate for. It almost sneaks that in under the message right. of that, uh, like recreation is an important part of right. of development for a kid. Um, but you know, using the uh, the personality of a metabot as a medium for that also gives you the like implicit message that um, people who are seen as as countercultural by authority figures mm-hmm. are only done so for the like personal uh, gain of whoever's trying to manipulate this yeah. perspective. Um, like I, I want to say. That it's me projecting that subtext onto it, but then they literally find Metabots hiding in the attic. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like in pianos, like in right. the attic. Uh, I, yeah, a bunch of parallels that you could probably assume. Like right, yeah. Um, which is is curious because 
you know, Japan has its own series of, of issues with, with right. this, with, you know, fascism and, like, their conduct in Manchuria and really across Southeast Asia. Right. Um, but, uh... And on that note, so one thing that I find interesting uh, across, like, anime is it's very rare to see characters drawn with what I would what I would consider like Asian coding. Yeah. Like But all of the PTO are yes. very um yeah. Very, very Asian coded. Yeah. Um which is weird because we've gotten characters like Seamus and stuff like that. People we've seen that people don't have to be specifically like Japanese right. in appearance and stuff to, you know, be indicative of things that are like probably also relevant to Japanese culture. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's curious. It's uh, and I would I would say the and the mustache is doing it, but I would say that the principal is also coded. So obviously, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that like the Japanese show is coding Japanese people as right. the villains, but it's just interesting. Yeah. To me, that they all have that like that look about them yeah and our hero character is a samurai you know and one yeah. of them is like you know and, and which is a, a symbol of like japanese antiquity and like tradition mm-hmm. and authority right uh so it's interesting to see how they're they're trying to use like what i think the principle could stand in for like state authority too here yeah. in, this, in this context where it's like you have to, if you do have any power, you have to make a stand against the sort of like uh, grassroots fascist, you know, right. So, spring. so what we have is a is a grassroots organized militant fascism. Yeah, and a and a noble tradition in the form of samurai, mm-hmm. both tugging against the state authority figure of of the principal. Yes. And it's ultimately the uh like uh agency or the the permissiveness of the authority to allow for the uh uh, uh actual like nobility and uh uh youth to coalesce right. into a resistance to towards the the fascist movement. Um so yeah, I I think you, you this, know, is a, I, this is strangely very coherent as like a yeah. as like cuz it's not it's not one to one. It's not it's also not like the 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 fascism that is like uh instilled in in these parents is is very easily uh, dissuaded by like the kids cuz like in a lesser sort of narrative you would have the kids just be like well nobody asked me about this and everybody be like you're right what's your perspective on it right it's no it's the kids do do not have the right to determine this about their own conduct they have to defer to what they're being you know forced upon them and i'm a bit ashamed to admit that i don't know near as much about like the world war ii anti-imperial, anti-fascist resistance in Japan as I yeah. do in Europe to know right. like if there are any parallels that can be drawn to, yeah. to that. That's interesting, too, because there's a character that, uh, you know, in this Americanized version that we're watching references the, the cultural revolution of the 60s. Yeah. 
And I wonder what the actual parallel to that was in Japan. And we know that there have been like Japanese communist movements and stuff like that, but generally that stuff gets pretty well squashed. Yeah. Um, just because of like the militants and the like. I mean, it's a little stereotypical to think of Japan in this context, but they are generally a pretty ordered society. Right. Um, and it's. They're just so small that it's easy to have this kind of like homogenous identity. Right. But it's an interesting, like from the outside looking in, it is an interesting like uh, internal contradiction of a very ordered society, but with a youth culture that is very individualized and very like resistant to that order Mm -hmm. structure. Yeah. And I think it's saying that like... Uh, modernity is not necessarily antagonistic towards tradition. Right. It's antagonistic towards, uh, uh, you know, unjust hierarchy. Right. Uh, or an unjust authoritarianism. Right. Um, so far, and I'm, I'm obviously still um, love this episode in the English version, but this is the first one that I'd be really curious to watch yeah. the, the sub- of it to see like what little context things yeah. change in it. Maybe we could do that as as a bonus or something like we that. We definitely should. That would be cool. So uh, speaking of samurai, he's got a plan. Yes. Uh, and uh, Metabi taunts the Karens while Samurai <laughs> Iki and Arika bust the other Metabots out of their uh, their holding. Yeah. Um, Arika does a bit on the intercom to distract yeah. them after that. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> I love that. Can, can you hear me? <laughs> I, that's the thing. When you're, have you ever spoken on an intercom like that? Yeah. If you can't hear from the speakers, it's very unsettling because right. you're like, "What the fuck is actually going on on the other side of this shit?" Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. That's that actually speaks to this too. We were just talking about this in pretty like heavy terms and like historical allegories and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but. This episode maintains a, an air of levity throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Like it's it's fun and funny throughout. It's right. not like beating you over the head with these concepts. It's it's still entertaining fundamentally. Well, well, it's like we talked about a couple of weeks ago with with Roku show. Like when a show can strike that balance of being funny and goofy, but then under the current introducing like deeper philosophical context or like real world allegories and and things like that it makes it yeah. so much more more fulfilling because yeah. it never preaches to you about it and if you're a kid watching this you're not really going to be thinking about like the fascist implications or like the question of of identity and uh like general discrimination and all mm-hmm. of that but it's it's there and it makes the story more more rich for it. Yeah. In in the episode where they introduced Rakusho, it's like him giving his uh, like description of the parallel order that insects have in their own world to humanity and right. how it sort of uh, elucidates the, the equality of all living things and how they're all part of the same organism um, is, is responded to by Metabee 
saying, all right, Confucius, whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, the philosophy class is over. <laughs> uh, you know, like the, in that context, everything sort of gels well. Because if, if he were to give that spiel and then the other character would be like, oh, fascinating. Right. It just wouldn't hit as well. Or I don't think it would. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rika announces that the kids are boycotting school until they are given back their metabots. Mm-hmm. Which also uh, impl- implicitly instructs the viewer that uh, 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 your solidarity and uh, uh, decision to opt out of whatever is expected of you mm-hmm. in in your culture is a means of... Uh, uh, a civil protest yeah. and that will be the only thing you can do effectively. If you can't fight back, then you can abstain from whatever is expected of you. Right. Which, you know, teaches the like strike mentality, how you can, you know, yeah, sure. I, there's just a lot of good shit in this one. Very good shit. Uh, speaking of great moment, uh, Samurai returns to the principal and the principal doesn't know what to do hmm. about the situation and l- laments that, the the Karens say that the that metabots interfere in education, but the children have rights too. So what can you do? And Samurai reminds him of the true meaning of education. That it's not yeah. about books and tests, but fun and play are part of education yeah. as well. And the school is not a prison; it's a playground. So let the children play and have fun. Exactly. And have their metabots. For sure. Let them be gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of, the Robo Robos are back <laughs> with guitars. Yeah. <laughs> they storm in. And is this the first time we've gotten their in names individually? Because they announce themselves as they hop out of the car. I didn't catch any of their names because they're um, all wild as fuck. And like. <laughs> s- Sea Slug's name's yeah. been mentioned before. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we've gotten the rest of them yeah. before. Uh, rubber Girl. Uh, uh, Gill Girl. Here, yeah. I'll... I'll uh, <laughs> yeah, we should, I'll, we I'll should get a list. Google. But yeah, the, the Rubber Robos uh, appear once more with their with their vehicles and are terrorizing the school, uh, attempting to overthrow it and destroy it as a uh, retaliation against the fact that they were not allowed to... Uh, uh, be rockers whenever they were a kid. So they've held on to that resentment and are now using it to undermine everybody. Yeah. Um, in response to this, all of the metabots from the students are still trying to defend the school despite them not being allowed to participate in it. Yeah. Yeah, we get a little robot, uh, role battle war mm-hmm. going on here. Uh, but Rukusho shows up and stops the role battle uh, and and tells them to choose a representative from each side because otherwise, too much ro- robot blood, oil, will be will be spilled. I I really wish in the modern era we still settled wars like that. Can you imagine? Yeah. How <laughs> how, how crazy <laughs> world would be like if fucking Zangief had to face off against <laughs> against like some Ukrainian to to deal with that conflict so how like, much less blood would be spilled <laughs> so the question there is like because we don't have like iconic generals no anymore like no. we don't have, have like MacArthur's or, or Patton's or anything yeah. like that so like who do you fucking send 
uh, to it's fucking Conor McGregor. <laughs> so, so, uh, somebody like that. It could be Nurmagomedov. Uh, so Medebi and Samurai fight the the land motors. Um, how do you feel about this fight? Um, uh, you know, it's not it's not super dynamic because they're cars, right? You know, it's kind of hard to fight a car, right? <laughs> Just historically, it's been very difficult. <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but man versus car. I think it's a Rick and Morty thing. Fucking the, the car just wins every time. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I'm gonna say this is a this is an exhibition. Yeah. Okay. I don't know because it, it's. It, here's the thing. Here's where I'm where I'm conflicted here. Okay. Because dynamically, it's not that great. But my sense of like satisfaction in this fight was really good because right. it's more about the companionship between Samurai and Meta B. Yeah. Like the fact that Samurai was like, my armor is thicker, so I'm going to stand in front of you to defend you. I think that's kind of speaking to what we said, the interaction between these two characters and what they represent has been leading to. Uh, The Samurai is more seasoned. He understands the the conflict better, and so therefore he's willing to put himself in harm's way to protect the younger upstart, um, who you know can continue on mm-hmm. in his in his stead. Um, so yeah, it's a, I think another strong theme. So in terms of the fight, I don't think it's that great. But right. in terms of what it's doing narratively, and maybe that's how we should actually be judging these. Yeah, I mean, it is a, like yeah. a cheaply animated show. We're not going right. to have too many like actual great, right? Great fights. Yeah, but whether uh, it works on a narrative. Yeah. level and it's which that's what should action should do in in stories it right. should like a fight should be just another means of storytelling right and i think that that is what happens here so i'm gonna say it's a title fight then okay i would agree with that all right red uh yeah they they win the fight and the the principal teaches a lesson to the to the karens about how the children were willing to fight for the school that they were just protesting against and boycotting moments earlier uh, the Karens are weeping, whether from emotion or from the tear gas that they <laughs> fired <at> us <laughs> earlier. Who can say? But they accept that they were wrong, all except from Mrs. Pimpley, who is still pissed off about her um, anti-wrinkle cream yeah, or whatever. She's st- still trying to shake down the uh, rubber robo that uh, ruined her, uh, her anti-wrinkle cream. Yeah. And in doing so, because she's out in the open... Uh, you know, reveals that that was her motivation the whole time. Yeah. And the rest of the PTO, uh, having known what the true uh, purpose of this all was, right. uh, is pissed that they were manipulated. Yeah. Which uh, I wish in our current context that when it is revealed the actual motivations of, of people in power and why, that they, uh, why they try to motivate their base was revealed that the that the the base would actually have that response instead of just doubling down and being like oh, I've invested my identity in yeah. being in the PTO so uh, I don't care that it was actually all a manipulation. Um, her emails though. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I guess this counts as a mothers against metabots movement kind of yeah, kind of thing. I think so, yeah. At the, it it feels like PMRC kind of stuff. Yeah. Um not in the same like 
I think having it be in relation to the school was a strong choice mm-hmm. as opposed to just like a uh a separate entity because you could make the uh the stand like claim that it is entirely separate from authority and it's less of a threat at that point right school is something a kid can't avoid you know right so um so, so, would you say that someone got hurt and set it off you know no no, I don't think because uh, the specific thing I was expecting was that like two kids would be in a metabot fight and one right. would get injured and yeah. then that would be the inciting incident, yeah. which I think is a specific kind of contextual thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, which that would be more of like what the PMRC were were upset about when that one kid was listening to uh, Judas Priest and then killed himself, uh, you know, that was the inciting incident for that whole uh Banning all her trying to ban all of that uh, music and stuff right. and the creation of the uh, mature uh, or the ESRB and the rating systems for all that shit. And I would say from the children, mostly, although there was some support from from the teachers that we got an outpouring of support for for Metabots. We got an yeah, actually like an yeah. organized resistance. Right. Against. And specifically. They all have like the the white the white helmets, which I think is like a workers' strike thing in Japan. I I hmm, I can't remember what that's actually like referencing, but yeah, uh, that that imagery was very specific. They also stacked all the chairs, which I think is another thing that is like very. Um, uh, uh, I just watched Les Miserables <laughs> not too long ago, and um, you know, there's that scene where they're they're. Uh, the imagery associated with the French Revolution is all of the furniture stacked in the uh, roadways to to keep the uh, <laughs> to keep the French army from you know having just the barricades basically like yeah. uh, furniture based barricades. Um, when I think of that, that was kind of like parallels to that. That's sort of another methodology thing. I think they were drawing a uh, a comparison to deliberately. Um, yeah. So. And obviously, this is after the the events of this show. So I'm not sure what this is referring to, but the white helmets are uh, a uh, volunteer organization that operates in parts of opposition-controlled Syria and Turkey, formed in 2014 during the si- Syrian civil war, and uh, the majority of their Activity consists of medical evacuation, urban search and rescue in response to bombing, evacuation of civilians from danger area, and essential service delivery. So, are, are those, I mean, so obviously he's not referring to that, but that's I, it's, that's, that's oh, cool it's a symbology re- that maybe has been repeated through a bunch yeah. of different cultures to sort of, uh, you know, make you discernible as a non-combat entity. Yeah. Yeah. In in war war spaces. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Uh, oh, and so the Rubber Robo Gang, uh, Sea Slug, is the big is guy, a leader. Right? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, Gill Girl, obviously. Shrimp Lips is the little guy. Yeah. The baby and Squid Guts is the big. Squid dude. Guts is the big guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, are there any uh, quotes that we didn't go over during the episode? Uh, whenever the three women are talking about uh, uh, their their dating lives, 
uh, one of the women says, you have to be at least this tall to ride uh, my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, it was very, uh, <laughs> that's like one of the first lines in the episode, too. Yeah. They really start in risque. But um, uh, it's also, uh, I think, pretty funny that it's the the shortest of the three women that says that line mm-hmm. in that in that scene. Oh, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, we talked about. Uh, oh, whenever Miss Pimpley uh, is at the PTO meeting, she she mentions uh, your kids are gonna thank us when they're old and bitter like me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was pretty pretty illuminating. Um, uh, whenever Samurai is describing his motivations for uh, for defending the school, he says the children need this school and the principal needs the work. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, it's fun. I, I I love how they they have Samurai just read as an old guy. Uh, it, it, it just it's nice. He's a robot. He's no reason to like consider his own age. Yeah. They also keep talking about the uh, in the like these metabots as though they have like physical processes. At right. one point Meta B brags that he works out a lot. Yeah. It's like what the fuck do you think that's doing? <laughs> or the children are confused how this old metabot yeah. is like is still able to keep up with with them. Like yeah. dude just just fucking make sure you oil his joints or whatever you have to do and he'll be fine. That's that's going to be an interesting thing if we do ever see like um a, a uh, well, I guess humans do this too. But if we ever see a, um, uh, a, a you know an increase in the uh, capabilities and benevolence of AI, where they're mm-hmm. just like they're synthetic people right. in our society, um, if they do through maintenance have to replace all of their parts, it's kind of like a ship of Theseus sort of right. conundrum. Like, are they still the same person? I guess at that point, um, you know, humans replace all their cells and everything like that too. Right. Like, um. We do it in, in in such a way where there's no like external, uh, you know, influence. Yeah, I guess I guess there is, a, but not in such an easily discernible way. Not yeah, in a, in a mechanic sense of, of maintenance. Um, yeah, just uh, something to think about. Yeah, why why was this episode so fucking dense? Like, <laughs> there's just so so much going on in here. Yeah. We, this might be our longest episode of this one. Um, hard R2. <laughs> yeah, this is an hard R2. Yeah. This is a, yeah. This is a hard R2, <laughs> deep D2. Fucking, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, tens across the board. I think this might be my favorite episode now. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was as much fun as the home renovation one, but this one had the most, like, content. Yeah, for sure. Um, and... We will be back next week with episode 13, Meet Your Metamaker. Right on. Right on. You'll hear us then. Until then, kiss your pods goodbye.